0: to my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse as you hear from the music this is a mother effing murder mystery episode so yeah I'm super excited about this um this has been interestingly enough one of the coolest things I've probably done in a while um you know I've had a past life as a detective before so this is really not far-fetched from what I'm interested in if that makes sense you know um I can use my psychic skills to be like a psychic detective or something like that. But anyway, um, I wanted to, we, okay. Today we are going to Wilmington, Delaware. Okay, good old Wilmington, little, little city in Delaware, I guess. All right, um, so today we are going to discuss Susan Ledyard's death okay now this case has been an open case since july 2019 now i'm about to get into the juicy details so get cozy y'all get comfortable wherever you're at um maybe grab something to eat um something to drink or if you're just like chilling in the car obviously or just um turn the shit up all right i'm just joking i'm joking okay let's get into this so what i'm going to do like i did with my last case with the um the other psychic investigation i did like a month ago or so um i'm gonna go over the case the case file like the actual facts of the case the things that i've researched with the case and then i'm going to add my psychic insights and my psychic input um you'll hear my psychic input throughout this uh episode so i will announce it when I'm in psychic mode and and give my own psychic details of what I think is going on, all right? So here we mother effing go. So we are gonna um, go over Susan Ledyard's death. She passed away July 23rd, 2019. Her body was found in the Brandywine River in Wilmington, Delaware. About an hour later, her car was found parked on Walker's Mill Road, which was three miles upstream. Now, we're gonna go into the actual facts of this case right now, okay? So let's get to the background of that night before she even went missing. Well, not missing, I mean, she's dead. She showed up dead in the river. So it's not a missing person's case. Um, So let's talk about what led up to it, okay? So here's the background. So according to her sister, Uh, She was up late texting her sisters, friends and family. Um, She is an English teacher. So Susan Ledyard, she's 50 years old and she was an English teacher at a school in I believe Delaware or Pennsylvania. Um, So it's summertime, obviously this is July. So she's off work and supposedly from according to her sister, she loved staying up late since she didn't have to go to school the next day. So she really, really, really enjoyed that. Now, here's where it gets interesting is that her husband went to the movies at 8 p.m. that night and got back home at 11. He said when he got home, she was on the porch drinking wine and on her phone texting. He said to her, we should rest up because we have the Rolling Stones concert the next day. And then he just went to bed at 11. Now here's my question just a side note y'all and anyone out there i'm sure you could agree or disagree but my question is why the f is the husband going out to the movies without his wife yes it's a little weird to me but hey not you could still have your own friends to go to movies with friends but seeing a late night movie like that like alone well he well supposedly he said he went with a friend just keep that in mind y'all all right moving on um Anyway, uh, she eventually left the house at 3 a.m. for no reason. So here's the thing, guys. At 3 a.m., there was a camera outside of her home. It showed her pulling out at 3.02 a.m. So mind you, her husband went to bed at 11 p.m. when he got home and talked to her. So he just assumed like, oh, she's just, you know, I'm going to bed. Enjoy your night. Hanging out, you know, whatever. So camera actually showed her leaving the house at 3.02 a.m. Um now here is the interesting interesting part about it is that um when I looked up more of the like interviews um it is said according to her sister that she did not smoke during the day but she might step out for the occasional cigarette at night according to her sister and while it is conceivable that her sister would have been up late um, her sister said at 3 a.m. was something of a stretch for her, uh, for her sister to be leaving the house, so here's the sister of Susan, okay, so Susan's the one who, you know, got murdered, so, um, Susan's sister was like, 3 a.m. was a really big stretch, like, yes, my sister liked, Susan liked to be up late, but 3 a.m. and leave the house, that's what the sister, like, that's kind of weird, now, her sister also said that Susan was not enough of a smoker to have had to go get cigarettes at that hour, and in fact, did not drive in in the direction of the easiest stores to visit at that time of night. There was also no communication with anyone else that Morsi knows of indicating why she left. It's just another question in the case that remains unanswered. Now, here's what's interesting about that is that um, we will get, I will get into the cigarette part a little bit later because the, her husband's going to come through with the cigarette speech when um she turns up uh when the cops visit him and i'll I'll get into that soon so here's a timeline timeline is is that she started texting friends and everyone was up really late and around like i said 302 she just left the house no reason um i also saw reports saying that when they viewed her text messages when they went through them nothing was abnormal everyone she texted or called It was normal. There was no new numbers in her phone that was eerily texting her at 2 a.m. There was nothing weird, even when they went through her text messages. So that is another reason why they are finding it, you know, eerily, you know, suspicious. You know what I mean? Um Because it's one thing to go through someone's text and then you see something weird, a guy texting her, you know, maybe she's having some kind of affair, but there was no juicy details like that. So this lady is literally being a normal lady, just texting her friends and family, having a good old time in the summertime, you know? So this is, that's another reason why it stroke the sister, it strike the sister as like, this is strange. Um, You know, um, it's just, it's just very strange, right? So... I want to get into the detectives, okay? What the detectives have to say. So here we're getting back to the um, actual, the, the facts and the case files. So the detectives do not believe that Ledyard's death was connected to a robbery and they don't think she entered the Brandywine River where her car was parked, about three miles from where she was actually found, due to obstructions in that area and shallow waters between the two points. Grassi, which is a detective, said at a press conference last year that detectives believe the Honda drove directly from Ledyard's house to the location where it was found. Ledyard was active for the next few hours, but investigators do not know her whereabouts during that time frame and do not know what caused her to leave her residence, he said. From the outset, the cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma and drowning but grassy said investigators quickly ruled out suicide because oh i want to i forgot to tell you guys this when this first happened they assumed it was suicide because you know of course we just find a random body no, nothing really suspicious but um anyway obviously once you see the blunt force trauma obviously it's not a um, suicide so i want to i want to follow um i want to share a quote from the detective okay so he says, I can't get into the, here's his direct quote. I can't get into the nature of the injuries, the location or anything like that. But let's just say that the type of injuries weren't consistent with an accident and her behavior leading up to the morning she was found was not consistent with the suicide. Um, says the detective grassy. Now new info came out from her Fitbit, which places her alive from three to 7am. What was she doing? Okay. So my psychic insights. Okay. So now I'm going to go into my psychic insights just based on that detective statement. Okay. So my psychic insights is this. I believe that who this is just reading the detective's energy because i oh by the way guys when i do my research i do my mother effing research so not only do i actually read 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 i'm an avid reader but i also watch videos so i watch press conference videos to read the energy through a video format i also read energy through photos so i can do both so I, i i read so anyway um i watch the press conference and everything so anyway that's where i get my psychic input is by feeling the energy of her looking at at Susan's photo seeing what she's telling me from the dead so it's i'm 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 consulting many different psychic sources if that makes sense <laughs> so anyway here's what i picked up based on the detective statement i believe whoever was with her and this is my personal opinion let me just say out loud again for entertainment purposes only I don't know people are weird with the law so let me just throw that out there anyway I believe whoever was with her was trying to kill her but wasn't as but wasn't strong enough note how the detective says nature of the injuries it was plural, meaning there wasn't just one blow, it was multiple, but for some reason, the cop, the detectives, being vague about the quote,
1: other injuries,
0: you know, he's only saying blood force trauma, that's how she passed, but he also told on himself and says other injuries. So, but he says, I won't get into the details or whatever. So anyway, I can read between the lines, y'all. So as you guys can too, you know what I mean? We all can pretty much read them between the lines. It does not take a rocket scientist, or a mother effin' psychic to kind of just read between the lines. Um, So anyway, um, I think that since it was plural, meaning that it wasn't just one blow, it was multiple injuries. I do feel, I I see it. Um, I think the person who tried the blunt force trauma or the, the initial hit, I saw an image of her head hitting her over the head with something. But what alarmed the killer was that she was still alive. And here's where I really tap in deeper psychically, which honestly kind of makes me sad to even tap into this energy, but I had to do it. Um, I saw that um, for hours, it was almost as if she was barely clinging onto consciousness. And I think that's what's the saddest part is that this lady was still fucking alive after the first blow. And so imagine like your life slowly... You know being taken taken from you and you got and you're alive watching the person do it and like it, it was just really like the, the imagery that i saw was pretty sad um but yeah so i do feel like she was uh clinging on to consciousness for all those hours and basically what i feel was the killer tried to inflict more injuries um during those couple hours and just find like god damn when is this bitch gonna die like i felt a lot of anger from the killer um So that's another thing. I felt a lot of anger, a lot of anger. Um, So eventually after um, they felt like she was pretty much on the brink of death, they just pushed her into the water around seven something in the morning. Now, here's my take on it. The car was left abandoned. So so here's here's what I find. I get we have two different options. So someone either had to be one walking through the neighborhood at three Three something in the morning and said, "Let me just kill a random person tonight." But for what reason? When the cops said it definitely wasn't robbery, and then they also didn't mention sexual assault either. So it's not a rapist and it's not a robbery. So that outrules a random predator just walking outside at 3:02 a.m. Mind you, I've Google mapped this um, address where this uh, river and bridge where she passed away at. And it's a very neighborhood, residential like neighborhood. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It just, I just find it hard to believe that. I, I just, I don't know. It just, nothing adds up as in a lot of these cases. Anyway, or number two, someone, which I believe is more plausible. So number one, either a random person walking through saying, said, let me just kill random person tonight. Or number two, someone drove her car to that place with her already being unconscious. So here's my theory i believe that there's also a chance that when she quote left at 302 a.m it looked dark here's the thing no matter what yes they saw her pulling out of the um the house but the cameras were grainy no one knows if it was like her or someone else driving it that's another problem um and so that's why it leads me to this theory either someone drove her car to that place with her already being unconscious oh and who was in the home with her hmm i wonder so anyway um so like i said Ari drove her there killed her and walked away to either killed her then walked away to a house nearby or got picked up from someone else because they said that the cameras in the area near that river only saw the car pulling in because it had the lights turned on but once the lights were turned off you couldn't see shit that's why this case is slowed down it's just no cameras and that's what's wild about it isn't it? And so, um, as you guys know, like I said earlier, that her Fitbit tracked her from being alive from three a.m. to seven a.m. And it's just it's just interesting, right? So now we know what happened, and the cops are just like, "Come forward with information," you know. But I feel like they're not really doing a lot of work. Then again, I have I have I have a multiple theories. So I want to talk about the aftermath behavior of the husband. Okay, so in a conference, in a in a video conference, when it first happened, he was seen with the family and just saying, "If you guys have any information, come forward." I was watching his face even during when the cop was talking. So in the in the press conference, first the cop was talking about the the um, facts of the case, but the whole time I'm watching the husband because I'm I'm looking for behavior that's indicating that you know he's doing like you know that he looks suspicious or if he looks nervous, okay? So I'm I'm looking at his behavior while he's uh while the cops talking. And when I um when I looked at him, I just saw a timid little boy. That was the energy I got from him. Yeah, he's a really big guy, um tall, just looking just big, but I just said, "No, there's a little boy in there and he's afraid." yeah i picked up on it there's a little he's he has a creative he has a creative energy but a very um don't fuck with don't mess with me or take something from me energy you know um so anyway let's get to the aftermath the actual you know that was just my my feelings of just looking at the videos but i want to get to the actual details because you guys i'm a mother effing i can find the weirdest shit so here we go husband gets engaged august 2020 let's do the timeline, guys. She passed away July 2019. He gets engaged exactly one year later in August. Just sit with that. Now, granted, who am I to fucking judge? I've lost my mom and grandmother um, all in the same, you know, week, basically, you know, a couple years ago. So I know grief can make us do weird things it can you know make us feel you know i sure i could be say you know oh my gosh i understand he's so alone so he just you know fell fell in love because he couldn't be alone and felt lonely because his, his his ex-wife was murdered you know oh boohoo that's so sad that could definitely be an that could definitely be an answer but you know me um my psychic skill my psychic my you know you know it's not just me right i know any one of you guys are hearing this at least half of y'all are like that's fucking suspicious. Yes, we know the man's grieving, but literally one year, literally one year later, engaged, he shows up engaged on Facebook. Now, here's a juicy detail about the woman who he's getting married to. The woman he's getting married to has a place not far from the river where he was found. Where, I mean, where she was found. Sorry, I didn't mean the husband. Where um, Susan, the woman who passed away, the, the, um, his his uh, fiance lives a few block, blocks away from that river in that bridge where um, his ex-wife was found. I mean, literally a few blocks. Yes, that's a little suspicious in my opinion, right? Kind of convenient, kind of convenient. Um, I'm sure it could be a small town. You know, I haven't really been in depth in the Wilmington area, but if anyone lives near Wilmington, I'm not saying you gotta go there, but um, they said it's at the Brandywine River or something like that or the bridge some brady wine bridge river whatever um but anyway so the woman the fiance, actually lives not not far from there um now here's 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 the other aftermath behavior of the husband he hasn't been heard in the media since the murder happened whereas the family has been extremely vocal still demanding answers and putting up flyers to find the murderer and the husband doesn't chip in doesn't even post about it nor talks about it suspicious hail motherfucking yes in my opinion at least um so with all this being said um you know what are the odds that you know he didn't even literally in 2019 he did like one or two interviews and then he was never to be heard from again literally and he i've like, it's just insane to me. So here's my psychic like, insights about him. I really hate to say it, but it comes down to the age old tale. Husband isn't directly involved. You know, it's funny. It's like you watch every show. It's like the husband did it. You know, it's always like that. But I mean, it's like, it's so predictable. You know what I mean? It's just, it is pretty funny. But, um, so here's what I, here's what I think. I believe the husband had a girlfriend on the side, AKA the lady he recently got engaged to in August, 2020 the husband stands to lose a lot since he's wealthy right and why why he didn't simply divorce her oh by the way i forgot to um give you guys the background of the husband i'm all talking about oh he's extremely wealthy i didn't even um say who is her husband so her husband is ben ledyard he's a financial advisor and banker um on this website it's quoted in quote he draws on more than two deca- decades decades of financial experience to support public and private foundations, multi-generations of ultra-high net worth families, business owners, senior exe- and senior executives who are striving for steady progress toward their unique goals, offer strategies across multiple disciplines. Okay, this is sounding so stupid. I mean, so boring. Um, Investment management, wealth structuring, tax minimization strategies, and sophisticated credit and lending for acquisition, for acquis- shit i can't even say the word just no lending for fine art personal aircraft and luxury yachts so obviously this man knows how to deal with money he's been doing it for like decades supposedly on the website so he's used to that kind of lifestyle now my psychic inputs just on that is that i feel that susan knew the marriage was going to be over or she had her own suspicions i think that susan was starting to pick up that like I think he might be seeing another woman that's another thing that I forgot to mention earlier is that um I picked up on Susan's energy already kind of she kind of felt like the marriage was going to be over and she had her suspicions so back to what I was saying sorry guys about the confusion but bear with me now let's go (laughs) go motherfucking back to what I was saying about um about how I I believe the husband had a girlfriend on the side, aka the lady he got engaged to. I do believe that was the the girl on the side. Um, Like I said, the husband stands to lose a lot since he is wealthy. And just why he didn't simply divorce her that's it's beyond me you know people with with uh power and money truly think they are invincible i mean shoot you don't even have to have a dollar to your name to feel powered invincible honestly i've seen uh the poorest motherfuckers still think they're invincible i guess anyone with a narcissistic streak can feel that they're powerful and invincible so let me not just make it about the money all right because we all know people who really believe they're invincible but anyway um I think another possible reason her husband is quiet is because he's considered an actual person of interest from the police and feels it's in his best interest to just not post about her for the time being. Like I said, he has not spoken about his wife or even posted about her since 2019. Her birthday is in June. June 2020, no happy birthday on his, like no happy birthday Facebook post, no miss you vibes. Whereas her family posted happy birthday stuff in her memory. I think the girlfriend is involved too, or at least knows something. She may not be literally involved, but her energy is not completely innocent either. Um, Even if she didn't do the actual thing, I do feel like she is somewhat aware of, you know, the the guy she's marrying into, Ben. I think she's aware. I, I just, there's something just off about everything um she gets me desperate desperate side piece vibes yes I've actually looked at her photos so I can read her energy so I can I can see why she was just kind of you know frustrated and I know she was like just really happy that um they were able to um, get back together or, you know, now they can finally get engaged. And now out on their Facebook, they're traveling and shit, just having a good old time. He only, ha- he only left one picture of his ex up and then deleted everything else. It's like, like she didn't even exist, you know, like Susan's didn't even exist. So just based on that, mighty suspicious, in my opinion, very suspicious. Um, here's what I'm thinking. This case will be cold for a very for for a while guys um I do feel like in the next year or two we will hear um, a new piece of evidence coming out um and like I said, you know with uh, people in power they could um they could easily um either pay someone off or they could easily uh you know how it is um we could see something about a oh, this guy's a person of interest and it's like some random dude, but the random dude's not random. All of this will connect back. As always, it's just its just crazy. You know how it is. Sometimes people don't wanna get their hands dirty, but it just feels to me, nothing, everything's suspicious, but I feel like a new piece of evidence, whoever's involved will get, um, their new piece of evidence will will come to light in the next year or two. But unfortunately, I do feel this case will rather go cold. Um, but I do feel justice will be served. It may take some years. Um, I also think that, oh my goodness, I forgot to share this other piece of information. It is so important. Holy crap. Holy crap. Um, this is where also the husband gets suspicious. Holy shit. I forgot to say this. Um, when the husband, the husband said this literally this actual quote here's his quote i i just have no clue why she left the house that late susan susan's husband ben said i was hoping she took ambien and was just sleepwalking or maybe she decided to get cigarettes but then i was afraid she was going to meet someone and that she had been seeing someone and that just breaks my heart doesn't it sound like to you that he's trying to throw out there into the public eye that those are possible reasons of what possibly happened. It just sounds like he was building a story up already with all those different possible scenarios. And he's all talking about her seeing someone else. Dude, I've, I intuitively know you were seeing someone else. But anyway, that's beyond the point. Um, but don't you guys think that quote's interesting? It's almost like he was trying to paint her in a specific light. So to make her seem like, oh, hopefully it's just ambient and wine and she was just drifting into the night, or oh, maybe she's meeting someone. See to take to to deflect anything off of him. But what's suspicious is that technically, you know how all, all all the cops say, whoever's the last person to see someone, usually, you know, like, goddamn, you usually are the one. Not not the one who did it, but you can get a lot of information. And technically, he was the last one. And his alibi is what? Just being in the house, <laughs> you know? So it's like it's a very loose, it's a very interesting situation, honestly. Um, but yeah, um, it's just everything about this whole case is just extremely interesting. But like I said, um, this case may go cold for a while. And, um, I do believe that the police do have something on the husband or a little bit suspicious, but just with not enough evidence, there's not enough proof. The guy really covered his tracks. I don't feel like, like I said, um, I do feel like there's someone else involved I saw an image of two two people so it's not just one person so even if it whether it was the husband or not who knows but I do feel like it was two people involved in this case who either two people like physically hurt her or one person physically hurt her and someone knows about it but I definitely feel I see the number two and I see the fig the dark figure so I it's definitely two people involved so We will see what happens. It's unfortunate. You know, it's really sad. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, When I was doing research on this case yesterday or the day before, I can't even think about it. My emails all of a sudden deleted itself. Actually, yeah. Yeah my all my emails went completely empty actually one of my um I remember the woman who suggested this case to me I just randomly messaged her giving her updates on what I've been researching and then ironically right after all my emails disappeared and then and I mean all my inboxes I was I, I was scared I, I'm not gonna lie I thought I was getting hacked I really did I was like no And then right after I'm sitting in my room and I hear a loud noise coming from my fucking like, like the closet or like the computer, it was really weird. And it kept getting louder and louder. And then I scream saying, hey, and then it just simply got quiet. I think that was like, a, a little bit of Susan's energy or something because I was really like in the thick of the case. But I wanted to, to share that with you guys that um it was fucking insane. Um, losing all my emails, really fucking insane. But it also, I do know that the dead and, and spirits can manipulate technology, I understand. Um, so I just wanted to add that random fact that was going on during this research of this case. So this is definitely, I do feel like, um I think it's because mostly, her family really needs this, you know? The energy I get from Susan is like, her family just needs to know. And I understand, you know? Um, But unfortunately, this is gonna go unsolved for a while. I just feel it, it's so sad. Um, But definitely, in my opinion, I feel like the police are just waiting for more evidence. They really are. because they can't catch the husband or someone through the phone. Um, I feel like they tried to look through the phone records and didn't find anything. Because the husband knew to leave his phone behind. <laughs> okay, let me stop. I, you know, he's put on the husband, but he's not innocent, though. I just have to tell you guys, I, I intuitively, I don't feel like he's, he's, he's just not innocent. Um, but I do feel like it's going to be something's going to, again, I keep seeing two people. So we'll see what happens. And um, I feel like you know what's interesting? If they actually search the home, I do feel like they may find something. I don't know. When I was looking up this case, they never said if they even searched the home. I don't know if they did. But there is something and and now it's been like years, so who, you know, <laughs> anything could be cleaned up, but if they didn't search the home, man, I just there was something in the house. I just feel it. So and and there's some evidence or DNA, something was in the house. So Anyway, guys, I just wanted to just share that with you. And um, there's other cases that I'm going to be working on. They're going to be um, missing persons as well. So this has been fun. And I hope you guys have a great, great rest of your day. Until the next episode, peace.